Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now, this episode, we are going to tackle something. We're going to challenge the issue that comes up so, so often when I talk to friends, colleagues, clients, and now, believe it or not, even family members. We're going to talk about social media, and more specifically, we're going to challenge the issue, is LinkedIn an effective business development and social selling tool? How can we leverage LinkedIn much more effectively. And my guest on this episode is someone who has made a career around LinkedIn. After a career spanning 20 years in the recruitment industry, today's guest set up a LinkedIn training consultancy in 2008 and since then has gone on to train thousands and thousands of LinkedIn users. So with me this episode is Mr. Mark Williams. Welcome, sir. Uh, Hello and nice to be here, Mark. Two Marks today. Two marks. If that doesn't confuse us, it's sure to confuse everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for joining me. I know LinkedIn is something that a lot of people, we said it in the pre-interview chat, actually, a lot of people do use, but actually, and I include myself in this, not that many people use it effectively. Is that a fair summarization of the state of LinkedIn in your experience? Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. And that's my greatest challenge. I, um, I find that I'm talking to people all the time who say to me, look, you know, yeah, LinkedIn, yeah, I'm on it, but uh, I don't really do anything with it. And that's the classic line, you know, I'm on it, but I don't do anything with it. And of course, part of the problem is, is the fact that you'll find with other social media, uh, particularly Twitter would be an example, a lot of people are on Twitter and do use it because they're in a mindset where they're quite into social media, they're quite into that kind of thing, and so that they're more likely to use it. But with LinkedIn, you'll get a lot of people that you wouldn't get elsewhere. You know, it's much more mainstream in that sense. Certainly in a business context, it's much more mainstream. So you do get people on it who they are there, but they don't really use it. Um, They kind of get a sense there's some potential there, but they're not quite sure how to go forward with that. So that's that's what I do, really. It is a really interesting platform because it's evolving, as are all of the other social networks. But it really is starting to carve out its own niche, especially when you consider all the publishing additions to functionality that they're making, things like LinkedIn Pulse and allowing people to publish, you know, blog content on there. Is Mm. that something that you see as a bit of a shift for LinkedIn as a business? Are they putting more of a focus on allowing people to create through the platform as well? Yeah, I mean, the the, the kind of game plan for LinkedIn, the the history of LinkedIn, they've they've been around longer than most social networks, certainly all the main ones, 2000. And three is when they started. So, um, yeah, kind of like the granddad of social networks, really, in many respects. And some people think they're more like a granddad in more ways than one, actually. Um, But they they are, I'd say one thing for them as a company, they are really switched on commercially. If you think about the sort of history around other social networks, they're, they're almost accidental. Um, you think about the story of Facebook, you know, did, did Mark Zuckerberg have clarity over where that business was going and how he was going to monetize that business from day one? I don't think so, really. Um, it got popular and then you monetize it. LinkedIn was completely different. Its DNA is different from that. 
they started off with this intention of this is how we're going to make money. And their focus was recruitment. And so they very much, it certainly still today, actually, but certainly in those early days, it was very much what we're going to do is create a network where people can use it for free, um, get real success from it, network with each other. But the, what they get, the only thing they have to pay is information. If they give us information about themselves in a professional capacity, then what we're effectively doing is creating a database of information that we can sell to people who want to recruit people um, and, and make it quick and easy for them to find people to recruit. And it was a smart idea because, I mean, my background is recruitment. I've worked in the recruitment industry, as you said, for 20 years. And, you know, there's a lot of recruitment businesses out there. And, you know, I love the industry. It, it's, it's important to me. But there's a lot of recruitment companies out there that, frankly, are making fees for not doing a great lot. You know, a client would ring them up and say, we're looking for this. And they'd take a very brief spec on the phone. Then they'd get on the Internet search the World Wide Web, find a few CVs that match the criteria, put them forward to a client, client interviews them, and then they send them a bill for eight to 12,000 pounds. That's good money for not a lot of work. And the problem was that the recruitment industry <clears throat> got a lot of that going on. So clients felt there was a need for something else. And um, the guy, this guy called Reed Hoffman, who's the Mark Zuckerberg of LinkedIn, if you like, he was the founder. They always call them co-founders, don't they, in Silicon Valley? People never like to be the only founder. But in truth, there were other co-founders. And, uh, but really, Reed Hoffman was the driving force. And that was his idea. You know, why should people pay such high recruitment fees when they could do it themselves? Because all these guys are doing is just sourcing off the internet. The reason why they can't do it themselves is because they don't know how to do sophisticated interrogation of the internet. But if we made it simple, if we got people to fill in little fields and we can do simple searches based on fields like job title and industry and simple things and location and simple things like that, then, you know, we could sell them access to that and we could make a lot of money out of that. And they did. And they do. <laughs> 60% of their revenue comes from that. Now, the other side of that is that as that sort of developed um, and kind of grew and became very big, they then realized, hold on a second, we are quite deep. 60% of our revenues coming just from recruitment. You know, we need to diversify. We need to widen our kind of um, revenue stream. And I think that's where publishing has come from. So it's very much sort of from the basis that they realize that they need to, because it, it, broadly speaking, their revenue is 60% recruitment products, 20% premium upgrades, and 20% from marketing and advertising. And as an outside observer, I think that's a bit poor. I think 20% of their revenue coming from advertising isn't great. And I think that what they need to do is bring more people to the site um, and their, their problem was that people were going on there because they needed a job. And then when they got a job, they were leaving it alone again. So what could they do to bring people back on a regular basis? Um, groups did that to an extent, but they, somebody very smart realized that actually what we could do is kind of combine like WordPress with a social network so that people come here to read stuff because that's what the Internet's all about, isn't it? That's what people are using the Internet for consumption of information and articles and content. So if we make this a content platform, then we're going to get a load more visitors, then we can sell a lot more advertising. So that's where that comes from. That's really interesting, actually. I mean, that's a, uh, you know, in a nutshell, history of LinkedIn. But even so, that's so, so interesting to see the insight around, you know, this was on purpose. 
set up to be a business. And I find that such a, a key distinction between that and say Twitter and Facebook mm. and so on. I love the idea that that, you know, it is for business people and actually it was set up by business people to be a business. And I think that it sets them down the right path early on. So I, that's a really useful background. And one thing I just want to pick up on then is that, you know, because you train people in LinkedIn, do people actually appreciate the professionalism of LinkedIn or do people see it in the same light as Facebook and Twitter, for example? Um, well, that's obviously very varied. A lot of the people that I speak to do understand the professionalism of it in the sense that it's for professional purposes, um, but they don't necessarily always use it very much. Uh, then there's a whole new audience that's probably only been the last 18 months, two years of a younger generation coming onto LinkedIn who've been brought up with Facebook. Now, it's more of a challenge with them. They're an interesting group to train because I'm quite used to, I've been doing this since 2008, the vast majority of my sessions, I'm dealing with people who need guidance on how to use the tool. Um, you know, click here, go there, don't worry about this, you can't make a mistake with this, it's that kind of stuff. And then, of course, the younger generation, I'm saying this stuff to them and they're looking at me like I'm some kind of idiot. It's like, why? why I know how to use social networks. <laughs> uh, okay, right. So with them, it's much more of a, okay, this is about how you need to be professional. This is how you behave on a platform like LinkedIn. These are the things that you really need to avoid doing. This is the kind of impression that you're going to give people if you don't get this right. And so there's an element of that in terms of what I do. So people, you know, being a bit unprofessional from that point of view. But then the other bit that I would say that's relevant as an answer to that question is one of the things I say is quite controversial in many respects is I'll, I'll, I'll take an audience of people and I'll say, right, look at this profile. What do you think? And it will be obviously really unprofessional. I have a really poor profile picture, you know, of someone on a beach with a beer or something like that. And, you know, very little information and the kind of stuff that they've written isn't, you know, there's typos and all kinds of stuff. It's obviously unprofessional. And what, what do you think of this, guys? And I'll go, oh, that's pretty unprofessional. And I go, okay, great. Now then I'll show them a fairly standard, typical profile that might have not a profile picture at all, um, a headline with just a job title and a company name in it, no summary, and then the, the experience background will be, you know, name of current company, job title, no information, previous job, no information. And that's it. And, and maybe a few skills in there as well. And I'll say, you see, I think that's unprofessional. And the reason why I think that's unprofessional is that everybody knows that if you want to check someone out in business, you go to their LinkedIn profile. And even if they don't know that, they'll Google them. And if you Google someone, you'll get their LinkedIn profile. Yeah. So everything starts with your LinkedIn profile in business. Because everybody these days checks things out on the internet. Nobody's ever going to want to contact you or speak to you unless they've had that opportunity to do a little bit of research and find out a bit about you. It's normal. And if they come across this, what does it tell them? It tells them you can't be bothered. Even though you know people are going to check you out, you can't be bothered. You can't be bothered taking a bit of time to just make this look professional. It's kind of like going to work with your pajamas on. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so people don't think about it like that because they look at it as a one-way street. They think, oh, you know, I'll go on LinkedIn and I'll look for some people and I'll connect with a few people. They never think about the fact that like any meeting, like any networking environment, you know, it's a two-way thing. People are checking you out and making decisions, making judgments based on what they see about you. 
That's really interesting. I mean, you know, coming from a digital background, I guess I kind of take it for granted that you have to keep that kind of profile up to date. And I just want to dig into that a little bit further, actually, Matt. So why do you think people actually don't take it? I wouldn't say as seriously, but why do you think people are a little lazy with LinkedIn than they are with other social networks? Is there any reason for that in your experience? Um, because it's professional, uh, they have hang-ups about what they should put and they're more concerned about getting it wrong. I mean, you know, let, let's let's take, I mean, with Twitter, there's so little information. Your bio is next to nothing, really. And so it's more about what you say on Twitter. And so they can regulate that. Um, Facebook, depends how they're using it, but your average user of Facebook doesn't really care how they use it. They don't care if they make any mistakes. It doesn't really matter. It's Facebook. It's a personal thing. So they don't think of it in the same way. But LinkedIn, ooh, well, that's a bit tricky, isn't it? So, you know, they're scared, really, scared to make a mistake. Well, this is what holds them back. As I say, you know, that they're not doing anything is potentially more of a mistake, <laughs> but they don't necessarily see that. Sometimes non-action, it seems like the safest route. That's really interesting. I, I like the idea that in a lot of different mediums online, inaction doesn't actually matter but with LinkedIn of course it does not I find that really useful I just want to pick up on one point that you mentioned earlier actually Matt which is obviously the search engines we all do it we all search for people we're recruiting right now at the studio and, and invariably you will search online if you get a CV through and invariably of course LinkedIn always pops up so I absolutely understand that and for the listeners out there you know just think how you behave online if you get a CV through of course, you're going to Google people. And of course, LinkedIn will turn up. So that is so, so powerful. And one of the things that I just want to pick up on as well is that obviously we're here to tell people how they can use LinkedIn more effectively. And we're going to give people actionable advice and tips on that later. But one of the things I want to talk about and touch upon is how effective can LinkedIn be? Realistically, what can people achieve by using LinkedIn to its full potential? Uh, pretty much um, as much as they want, really, in truth. You see, this is the way I look at it, is that business has always been and will always be about people. So the reason why you succeed in business is that you manage to win more customers than other people. And the reason that you do that might be related to your products and services, but a lot of it is going to be very related to you. The relationships that you build and the impression that you make upon those people in those relationships. And LinkedIn is a people network. One of the things that really attracted me to LinkedIn, one of the reasons why I got so and still am so passionate about it, is that it's not so much that it's a social network. It's not so much that it's an um, online tool. It's much more that it's about people. And there's an opportunity to reach out to people that perhaps you wouldn't normally be able to do. It gives you greater access to be able to build a strong network. You know, one of the things I learned, I was going to say early on in my career, but it probably wasn't actually early on in my career. I probably, I would say in my 30s, it eventually dawned on me after many people had told me for many years and I was too smart to listen, was that you know your, your ability to succeed in business is very, very strongly influenced by the quality of your network. And, and if you don't build networks and you don't reach out to people and build relationships, it's, you're pushing water uphill. It's a real struggle in business. And when times get hard, you know, when you go through a downturn, as we did when I first started this business in 2008, it was a terrible time. 
but that's when you can fall back on your network. When you've got strong relationships, people will give you their business and probably more importantly, will refer business to you. And so that's kind of the essence of what this thing is all about. And that's why it works, because it's about people. But I'll give you a very quick um, story that probably demonstrates this better than I could explain it. So I was running a workshop, uh, it's going, going back a few years now. I was a guy there, he was in a sales role, and I was training the sales team, there's about 15 of them in the room. And um, I always start a session by going around, you know, asking everybody, you know, where they're up to with LinkedIn, what they want to get out of the session, you know, normal kind of stuff that you do at the start of the training session. And this guy, Dean, was at the back, arms folded. Uh, he was actually stood up. And um, you could tell just by the whole look of him that he didn't want to be there. So when I got around to him, I said, so, um, so what's your name? And da, 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 what do you want out of this session? And he said, well, my name's Dean. Um, I don't know what I want to get out of this session. I'll be honest with you. Um, I just think Facebook's a waste of time. And I'm not into that kind of stuff. And that was it. That's all he had to say. And I was like, uh, well, this isn't, this isn't a Facebook session. You know that, don't you? And he went, ah, it's all the same, isn't it? And he went, well, okay, well, this is going to be interesting. Anyway, yeah, as the session went on, he did warm up a little bit. I mean, to be fair to him, I kind of got to know him better afterwards. He's the sort of person that he's not going to hide his feelings. He's quite open. Quite, I like people like that, actually. He's quite direct and quite straight. You know where you stand with him. And as the session went on, he, he wasn't he was reasonably warm about it. He was, oh, all right, that's an interesting idea, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway. Fast forward about eight months and I met him again and uh, I was at this event. It was their national, international sales conference and I was asked to speak at this event. So I'd done my talk and I was in the bar talking to people afterwards and he comes up, slaps me on the back. Mr. LinkedIn, he said, <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> and they didn't say it like that. He's, he's from the South, so he said anything like that. But um, how are you doing? Uh, I said, I'm fine. It's good to see you. I guess the last time I saw you, you were telling me how much you hated social media. And he said, oh, yeah, he said, uh, you know, I was a bit negative. I apologize for that. I said, no, no, it's fine. I'd rather be straight. And he said, no, I'm, I'm quite into it now. <clears throat> it's a good tool, that LinkedIn thing. I like it. It's good. And I said, all right, okay, so tell me why. He said, well, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for LinkedIn. He said, we only get to the, come to this conference if you hit a certain sales threshold. And I don't think I'd have hit it if it wasn't for LinkedIn. Said, okay, well, look, we need to have a conversation. I said, I'm in the bar, I've had a few drinks. Can we meet tomorrow morning for a coffee? I'd like to really interrogate you and understand exactly how that happened. And he said, yeah, no problem. Anyway, basically what he told me was this. He said, I, I, I came away from that session with some ideas that you'd given us. And I thought about how we can do this. And I, I started to make sure I build my network a little bit more proactively rather than just let it happen. I kind of proactively started to build my network. And I also did a search for prospective customers because you can do that on LinkedIn. Yeah, you just do a search based on job title and location. He took a midpoint of his territory, sales territory, uh, geographical radius, search for certain job titles. In his case, that was a supply chain director or a logistics director. Did a search on that basis. Brought up a list of people, refined that search down to a second tier connections only. And then um, looked to see if any of those people were people that he'd want to do business with. And of course, quite a lot of them were. In fact, some of them were people that he knew, some not. And then he said to me, he said, I did that thing that you told us about, about saving a search. He said, I did that. And um, about three weeks later, I got an email in my inbox from LinkedIn telling me that there was a, somebody new that met the criteria of this search. I said, oh, okay. He said, yeah, and it's a supply chain director at this such and such company. 
And we've been trying to get in with them for years, but the big block was that the current incumbent was, you know, very familiar with one of our competitors. <clears throat> and um, so we just couldn't get in there. But they were, you know, in my territory, quite a big client. Um, I had no idea that the previous um, supply chain director had left. And uh, anyway, this thing told me that they got a new supply chain director. So I looked at his profile and lo and behold, of course, he was a second tier connection because I put that in the, in the criteria of the search. So um, I looked at who connected me to that person. It was, there were two people, but one of them was one of my current customers. So I thought, well, that's, that could be an opportunity. So, um, so I picked up the phone to him and I rang him. Now, in, in their business uh, logistics, they do like quarterly reviews with their clients. So he rang him up and he said, oh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. So I think we're due a quarterly review. And this customer said to me, sure. It seems a bit early. But I'm absolutely certain. Of course, it wasn't due, but he <laughs> thought he'd bring it forward a little bit. He said, yeah, we need to meet um, this week if possible. So the guy said, oh, okay, fine. So they had their meeting and um, went very well. He knew they were doing well. And he said, so, you know, at the end of the meeting, he said to him, so you're happy, everything good? He said, yeah, brilliant. Couldn't, couldn't ask for more. He said, great. And then he said he got his phone out, had it all prepared and everything. And he got his phone out, the LinkedIn app, and he got this person's profile there ready. And he said, I stuck my phone in front of his face and I went, do you know him? <laughs> and the guy went, yeah, I know him. He said, how, how do you know him? He said, I don't know him. He said, I found him on LinkedIn. He said, did you know he's just moved to the area? He said, no, I didn't know that. He said, well, how do you know him? He said, well, I used to play rugby with him. In fact, we did work together many years ago, but you know, I knew him from the rugby club and so I haven't seen him for a while. He said, do you know him well enough to introduce me? And he went, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm delighted he's moved to the air. I'll give him a ring. And he said, so you'd be okay introducing me? Because we've been trying to get into this company for ages. He said, yeah, of course. He said, tell you what, I'll do it now. And he literally there and then in front of him picked up the phone and rang the guy. And he chatted away for rug about rugby for, for five or 10 minutes or whatever. And then he said, right now, I was ringing you with a purpose. I've got this guy, Dean, sat in front of me. He works for a logistics company. They do a fantastic job for us. And he's interested in speaking to you. How would you feel about speaking to him? And he said, well, actually, as it happens, I'm new into this job and it's something we need to look at. I'm looking at what we're getting as this current supplier, I'm not too sure they're doing a great job. So it is something I want to look at. So um, yeah, get him to give me a ring and we'll arrange to meet. It's a long sales cycle. But about six weeks later, um, he signed on the line to a contract worth 1.8 million quid. Well, that's not a bad coffee to have, is it? <laughs> that's and unbelievable. That, that's how LinkedIn works. I mean, that is so powerful. What I love about that is it started with a plan and it started with the seed of an idea. And, and you know, one tidbit of advice that you gave to that person was developed in their own way for their own business with their own strategy and implemented in a different way to what anyone else would do. But it really paid dividends. That is so, so powerful, isn't it? That's fantastic. So that shows the power, guys. Anyone listening out there that is wondering what can LinkedIn do for me, there is no stronger, stronger testament than everything Mark has just said there. So that's fantastic. And that actually leads me nicely on now, Mark, to... The three actionable takeaways, the famous excellence expected actionable takeaways section. So I know you spent some time preparing three tips for the listeners out there. So what, sir, is tip number one, please? Right. Number one, not surprisingly, based on what we've said, is to get your profile up to speed. You've got to be able to look at your profile and be proud of it. Right? Now, you will know whether you've hit that objective or not. By all means, get other people to have a look at it. But you've got to look at that and go, 
I'm happy with that. It really represents me in a very professional way. I'm happy with it. Uh, there's a lot to building a good profile, and we don't have time to go through all that today. But if I just pick one thing, make sure you have a compelling headline. The headline is really critical. You absolutely need a profile picture, and it does look, need to look professional. But next to that and underneath your name is this little section where you've got 120 characters, and it's absolutely critical to you. And by default, LinkedIn actually populates that field with your job title and company name, and that's not good enough. That's not a headline. You need to say something in 120 characters that tells people why they should want to work with you. Right. What is it that you offer me? I need to be left in no doubt as to what you offer me and why I would want to work with you rather than someone else. It's not a big sales pitch. It's clarity over exactly who you are. And actually, I don't know how you feel about this, but I thought we could maybe make this a little bit of a competition. And listeners, if they wanted to, could go to the show notes on your site and provide a link to their profile. And what I'll do is I'll go to the to the show notes as well, and I'll have a look at everybody that's posted. Once they've done it, you know, posted it, um, and I'll tell you which one I think is the best. Maybe not a link to the profile. Actually, maybe the best way is just to actually post it in the comments section, because rather than if they get it wrong or whatever, it's probably best not to go on their profile. Um, so put them in, and I'll pro- I'll provide any feedback on all of them. But the one that's the best, I'll do a full profile appraisal for them, go through the whole of their profile and give them a full feedback on the whole profile top to bottom. Because it's all very well having tips, but I thought it's much better if there's some real follow-up. So there's something that you have to do and there's an opportunity there for someone if they get it right. Absolutely fantastic. Guys, check it out. Do not hesitate. Head on over to excellence-expected.com and do a search for Mark Williams in the sidebar. And please, please, please get involved on that because that is so, so much value. Thank you so much, Mark. That'll be fantastic. Please do get involved, guys. That is so, so powerful. Superb. So tip number one, what about tip number two? Tip number two is to perform a search like Dean did. So go to do an advanced search, find people that fit the criteria of what a customer might look like and search for them find second tier can and find second tier connections and save the search. Now in a medium, like a podcast and I run my own podcast, and it's always difficult to explain things when you can't see anything. Right? So what I've got is I've got a nine step plan that shows you with screenshots. Step number one, you do this. Step number two, you do this. And it takes you through the whole thing. Okay. So my second tip is to do that process that Dean did set it up to give yourself an opportunity of winning some new business, some new clients through LinkedIn. But if you don't know how to, from the way I've described it in the story, then all you need to do is I've got a little, um, as I say, a little guide. What you need to do to get that is go to winbusinessin.com slash nine steps. That's the number nine steps. Okay. So you go to winbusinessin.com slash nine steps. Then you can download the PDF and follow it step by step. That's fantastic. Once again, wow, so much value there. Absolutely fantastic. Winbusinessin.com forward slash nine steps. That's right, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. And it obviously doesn't cost anything, just to make that clear. It's a freebie. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. But that then leads on to the third and most challenging and the one that's going to take you a little bit more courage to do. But I strongly recommend you do number three, 
which is to ask for an introduction from a second tier connection, for a second tier connection. So you've done the search, you've pulled up somebody like Dean did, who looks like a potential client. They are connected to somebody that you're connected to, hence why they're called a second tier connection. Look at the person that you're connected to. If you think that your relationship with that person is appropriate, then pick up the phone, don't do it through LinkedIn, pick up the phone and ring them and say, hey, just like Dean did, or meet them in person as Dean did. I noticed that you're connected to. First question, how well do you know them? Establish that there is a relationship. How well do you know them? Provided that they answer that in a positive way, you then say, great, how would you feel about introducing me to that person? Fantastic. Sounds simple, Mark, but in my experience, that third one, the first two are just tasks, really. Produce your profile, okay, got to do it. Got to go off your backside and do it, but you can do it. Do the search as a task, right? Save it so that it then will alert you of anybody new that comes up. The third one takes a bit of courage. But honestly, it's worth it. You know, this technique will win you business. And if you want to grow your business and you want to be successful, that's the kind of thing you got to do. So there you go. It's laid out. There's no excuses. <laughs> um, you know, you could do the profile. I'll give you some feedback. There's the nine-step plan in order to be able to, your nine-step process, sorry, in order to be able to come up with the names. The next bit, can't do that for you. You've got to pick up the phone and go and do it. But if you do, you will find you'll get results from it. Nice. So, so powerful. Guys, listen up. That is, it is something that is so, so valuable. I mean, Mark has given you everything you need there to start maximizing your impact from LinkedIn and actually a roadmap to actually generating real, real business. How often do you get that from a social network? So Mark, that is fantastic. And just before we close the show, sir, mm. please do tell people once again where they can connect with you online. Okay, so uh, obviously LinkedIn is the best place to find me. And the URL to find me is uk.linkedin.com slash Mr. LinkedIn. Um, but to be honest, if you just search for Mark Williams, Mr. LinkedIn, you should pretty easily find me either in a Google search or uh, in a LinkedIn search. Uh, the website that I mentioned before is winbusinessin.com. It's brand new. It's specifically focused on winning business, obviously by the name, uh, but specifically towards sales. There's lots of different ways you can use LinkedIn, obviously, but this is only focused on sales and new business. Um, so it's a brand new website. That nine steps link, that's working at the moment. The rest of it is going to be launched within the next week or so. But you can go to that URL and you can register your details so that when it launches, you'll be the first to know about it. That is superb. Folks, as ever, of course, all of the links to everything Mark has just spoken about will be in the show notes. So if you are listening on an Android or an iPhone or a tablet even, just tap your screen right now and you'll get access to all of those links. Mark, thank you so much, sir. It's been a real pleasure. Pleasure. Enjoyed uh, it. Uh, it's, it really has been a fantastic, fantastic value-filled episode. And from social networking, something that people see as so intangible at times, the way that you've related that and delivered that actual real life benefits. That's just fantastic. So that's a superb episode. And guys, head on over to excellence-expected.com as ever for all the links, as I mentioned earlier on. And don't forget, whilst you're over there, you can pick up your free copy of the essential 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact. Until next time, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye.